Welcome to Smart Habits for Translators, a podcast for translators by translators, bringing you simple strategies to build better habits. In each episode, we will focus on specific habits for translators in various stages of their careers. If you're a translator who enjoys learning about habits to improve your business and lifestyle, then this is the podcast for you. We're your hosts, Madalena Sanchez-Ampalo and Veronica de Michelis. Like you, we are professional freelance translators trying to balance the challenges that come with building a career and maintaining clarity and boundaries between work and personal life. We hope you'll join us in this conversation about smart habits and discover some simple strategies you can apply today to help you build your career and achieve the lifestyle you desire. Welcome to Smart Habits for Translators. This is episode 19. Before we start, here is a recent review by Amanda Calvin, who shared this on Twitter. I love listening to podcasts on my afternoon walks. Today, I caught up on some smart habits for translators. If you are looking for some helpful tips on freelancing, this is a great podcast to listen to. Thanks so much for these kind words, Amanda. We started this podcast as a way to connect with fellow translators, but we keep hearing from colleagues who are interpreters or who work as freelance professionals in other fields that they find our podcast interesting and helpful too. It really means a lot to us. Amanda is actually the incredibly talented graphic designer who designed our logo and some other artwork for our podcast. If you're looking for a graphic designer for your marketing materials or website, you simply want to get some tips. We encourage you to check out Amanda's website and social media accounts. We really enjoyed working with her, so we will be sure to link to uh, her accounts in the show notes for today's episode. The topic of today's episode is actually relevant, not just for translators or interpreters, but for all kinds of freelancers, especially these days when many, if not all of us, have to work from home. Um, Today's discussion is all about different ways to delineate your workday, not in the general sense of setting boundaries um, and like work-life clarity, as we talked about in episode one on uh, work-life balance or work-life clarity, but uh, specifically how to signal to yourself that your workday has come to an end, shifting from work mode and thinking about your work to the after-work mode, which should be a time for you to rest and recharge. And that can be a real challenge. This topic was a request from our listener and colleague, Emily Safran, and we thought that because many of us already work from home uh, and may now have to share a home office with our family members, or maybe we have to work at different hours than we used to, it's more important now than ever to talk about different ways to draw the line to end your workday and decompress. Yes, thanks for this great suggestion, Emily. And speaking of Emily, we wanted to announce the winner of our giveaway that just ended on May 19th. We had a lot of entries and we used an online tool to pick a winner at random. Emily won the one-on-one financial mentoring session with Susie Jackson. Thanks again to everybody who entered the giveaway and we hope to do more fun things like this in the future. I know I personally find the topic that we're discussing today particularly challenging, which is uh, delineating your workday. I think that, you know, even before the times of this pandemic that we continue to discuss as we have um, (laughs) multiple episodes around this time of year, but it's just always been something that I have found difficult to do. Um, It's really easy to fall into the habit of getting into work, you know, like whenever we have 
open pockets of time around uh, our schedules or our usual working hours because especially right now, I mean, things are so different. Sometimes I find myself just trying to fit in little tasks here and there, either in the evenings or on the weekends when I usually prefer not to work. And that's just sort of one of those things we have to give ourselves a little bit of leeway to make sure that we are not, you know, working all the time. But also I'm the type of person who really enjoys my work. And so it's sometimes difficult for me to delineate you know, my work day from my personal time on a regular basis. And I'm aware of that. Like I really, I know that. But right now in our house, you know, my husband and I have a set time when one of us works and the other one is with our three-year-old daughter. So uh, right now it looks like me working all morning and through the lunch hour, which is about the time that she goes down for a nap. And then he works from that lunch hour through to dinner time. So basically all afternoon. But even then, it's, it's impossible some days to get all the tasks done that we need to do in those shorter working hours. I think I was just telling somebody the other day, I'm doing more work in a shorter amount of time now, it seems. Um, so we're, yeah. we're just trying to find um, that we have to use some of our personal time at night or on the weekends to fit in some work, but we really don't want to make that a habit. It's been a juggling act, and I'll be honest about that. It really can be sometimes with everything going on right now with the pandemic. And we've both said that it's hard on some days even to be able to properly focus on the work that we have to do, even though we know that we have a really set amount of time to get it done. Um, I think some people can probably relate to that. What about you, Veronica? Oh, I definitely can relate to that. <laughs> I um, had, I feel like I had great boundaries uh, for this type of thing before the pandemic started. Um, I was uh, working from home alone. I had the whole house to myself, my office definitely to myself. I used to stop work when it was time to pick up my kids from school. So that time mark was my boundary. And just the fact of walking out of my house uh, to the kids' school, seeing their faces, seeing you know other parents, it was my visual reminder that work time is over. So anything past that time was related to my family or my personal priorities. And with everyone staying home now um, and sharing the workspace with my husband and taking care of the kids uh, around the clock, things are very different. So I don't have those time uh, reminders and those visual reminders. Uh, everything blends in like personal and work, it's all together. <laughs> my schedule is just different every single day. And there are days that uh, I have all the time that I need when, for example, my, if my husband has a day off or has kind of a more of a slower day at work, then I can have more time for my things that I have to complete, which makes it hard for me to stop sometimes. And I just want to keep going. And there are other days when uh, my husband and I have to agree on um, sort of our tag teaming arrangement where he has some meetings and I have some meetings and we both have some work to do. So we agree sort of on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so sometimes I have to work in chunks throughout the day, finding those time pockets. So I definitely feel that it's been hard sometimes for me to uh, both uh, focus on work. There's just so many distractions and also hard to stop work for the day. Cause I feel like it's never really over. Like I feel like it's just has to, I have to squeeze in a little bit more uh, when I can. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And you know, even if you don't have small kids or you're not caring for someone else in your home right now, it's just a real challenge to delineate your work day, whether in the middle of a pandemic crisis or not, if you work from home, your work is just like always accessible, right? Um, yeah. So I'm actually really glad that we're talking about this today. So I'll kick off with uh, some tips or habits on ways to delineate your workday. 
Again, I'm not perfect at this. I certainly have a lot of work to do in this area myself. But first, I think it's important to know what you're going to get done when you sit down at your desk for the day or you know, wherever you're working these days. So make a to-do list for the next day, for example, um, or at the beginning of a day. I like to do mine the day before, um, but I know some people do this first thing in the morning. So whatever works for you, make a habit of doing that. Um, set some time aside. doesn't have to be a lot of time. And just make a to-do list for the day. Uh, I tend to do this in my full focus planner, which everybody's heard me talk about so many times because I love using it, but it truly allows me to say, okay, these are my main priorities. And then here are some other tasks that if I get the main priorities done, then the other ones are, you know, kind of a bonus or would be really nice, or it wouldn't be terrible if those other tasks have to move to the next day or something. But I know what my main focus is so I can get to work right away and not be kind of scattered because it is easy right now to sort of lose focus. There's just so much going on, but you know, even in non pandemic times, I think it's, that's the case, you know, yeah, there are just distractions everywhere. So uh, I think that it's important to sort of put in place what your day looks like. And I've even started adding in scheduling my workouts, which I think is a completely Like I'd always heard about people doing that, but I thought, oh, I don't need to schedule them in. I'll just make sure they happen. And truly it's changed a lot of things just to make sure that I sort of put time blocks in place for those types of things. So another tip would be to decide what's the most important task on your list for tomorrow. Or if you're doing this the, you know, the morning of the same day, um, you know, just decide what's the most important task and then set yourself up for success. Like if you need to find the telephone number to call for you know, something specific, make sure that you have that ready. Jot down some bullet points for maybe a conversation that you're going to have with a colleague or a client if you've got a meeting. Uh, write down a few rough ideas for maybe an article that you need to write if that's one of your most important tasks for the day. Just sort of get yourself at a sort of a starting point because I think for a lot of us, um, we know what we need to do but it's those first few steps that just taking those makes the rest of the, the task or the project or whatever it is go a little smoother and just you know work a little better. Yeah. Also, another idea is to review the items on your to-do list that you seem to never have time for. That is something that I have on my list. I think most weeks there's something that I just never have time for. Mm-hmm. And then pick one or two of those and break them down into manageable subtasks. This is actually something I've been doing in my full focus planner, which is one of the reasons I love it is because it's a way to look at the bigger picture and then break it down into like from the month to the week to, to a daily type of tasks in order to get things done. Or if you find that you're putting something off just because you don't have time for it, you might consider maybe just removing it altogether from your list. Yeah, that's really helpful. Um, I must admit that I'm off the planner game at the time being. Um, When the pandemic started, um, I felt like life changed so dramatically. Everything changed, you know, Um, our our schedule, our routine, everything. So I just felt... Mm -hmm that our whole schedule basically went down the drain there. It was like, what's the point of planning anymore? (laughs) Because things were changing like daily. Um, And my work schedule has been so unpredictable too. As Mm -hmm. I mentioned, some days I have a full day available. Other days, it's just a couple of hours here and there. So Mm -hmm. I put the planner away um, and I switched to a must-do list for the Mm -hmm. next day, which basically is so small, it fits in a post-it note. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's, 
helpful because it doesn't leave me feeling um, like, you know, I failed. I didn't complete my to-do list. Um, but also like re I can set reasonable expectations for myself. Like I have one or two or maximum three things that I absolutely must complete the next day. And it may include like a bonus, nice to have item, but I put it on a separate uh, sticky note just, and, and that, that's kind of, that separation is helpful to me. Like it's a nice mm. to have, not, uh, not a must do, but mm. I really um, miss my planner. And I think that I could uh, probably bust it out of the drawer soon um, because I feel like as things gradually stabilize, even with a disrupted schedule, um, I miss the daily ritual of filling it out and checking things off the list. So yeah. I should um, I should come back to it. But speaking of uh, rituals, uh, here's another idea. I know that for me personally, when I come to my desk in the morning and I find piles of papers and like messes everywhere, I just I'm not able to focus. Mm -hmm. And that's like a critical thing for me right now with the limited working hours um, that mm -hmm. um, I, I really need to be able to focus and have as, as few distractions as possible. So that's actually one thing. Uh, I don't know if it's the only thing, but that's one of the few things that hasn't changed for me at all. I've been doing it for a long time and I continue doing it now. At the end of each day, no matter how long or short it was, I clean my desk. I make sure that it's all clean, everything's gone, like unless there's like one critical or one or two critical things left. Um, mm -hmm. It just gives me that sort of out of sight, out of mind feeling. Um, and I'm also able to start my workday with a clean slate, um, not being distracted by, by different notes from before or messes or books or whatever. So in order to start and finish your workday with a clean slate, why not devote a few minutes at the end of your workday to physically remove all the unnecessary clutter and items on your, works, uh, on your work desk or in your, in your workspace and mm. feel that it's out of sight, out of mind for today. Um, you can clean your desk, uh, you can empty uh, the trash bin in your office or empty the trash on your computer, uh, maybe spend 10 minutes just deleting unnecessary files on your computer or deleting old emails, or even shredding some old documents in your office and just leaving your office or leaving your workspace, feeling that you have decluttered a little bit and you have less on your mind because of it. I like that. It's sort of like wiping the day away. Yeah, you know? right. Or like, you know, the, the work is done. Let's clean up now. I like yeah. that a lot, actually. And one tip that Matt Baird shared with us in episode 18 was to set a timer to signal the beginning and the end of the workday. So let your phone or your digital calendar maybe remind you when it's time to start your day or to wrap up your work. And I think this is something that I may start doing. I love this tip from, from Matt because I am the type of person that can work up until the last minute, even um, before, <laughs> before I need to be somewhere else. And this is a fault of mine, actually, because it can make me late sometimes. But I'll go, oh, I can send one more email or mm -hmm. I can check this box off. And it's something that I think is really important to just say, you know what? Enough for today. Tomorrow is a new day and it will still be here when I get back. Like yeah. it, you don't have to empty your inbox every day. There will be more emails there no matter what tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I love that tip that he gave us. 
Yeah, that was excellent. And it's definitely something that uh, goes on my must-do list for today, um, especially um, how he shared that you can do that with a virtual assistant, like if you have Siri or um, like Alexa or the, is it called the Google Voice Assistant, you know, you can actually get it scheduled very quickly. Oh, that's true, yeah. Um, I, I'm the same way. I sometimes get so carried away with what I'm doing that I forget about time. Um, and it's happened these days too that, uh, you know, if we're tag teaming with my husband and I say, okay, I'm going to go work for an hour and then I'm in my office working and I forget that I need to switch with him and he has a meeting and, you know, then it becomes a very stressful situation. So a timer would be a real lifesaver for me, whether it's just for like a, a short chunk of uh, work to be completed or for uh, a full day. And here's another idea. In one of the previous episodes, uh, we mentioned habit stacking, which is when you pair an established habit and a new habit. So uh, if and when this alarm method becomes an established habit for you, you could add other things to it to help you wind down and go from work mode to rest or personal uh, mode in a way. So when you hear that timer alarm uh, notifying you that your workday should be coming to an end, you could do something different for those last 15 or 10 minutes. You could, for example, read a book or an article or watch a video that you wanted to watch um, a while ago that someone shared with you. You could uh, maybe say when you, we all receive these resources, you know, uh, by email or find them online when we're doing some research. Uh, we find them and then it's always, um, that sort of temptation to go and check them out right away. You could just save them in a separate folder uh, in your browser or in your computer. And when you feel um, the urge to procrastinate, just promise yourself that you'll get to that at the end of your day and just uh, spend those last few minutes uh, reading or, or watching that video that's helpful for your work. You could write in your journal. Like I, I like writing in my journal at the end of the day before bedtime, but perhaps it's a good way for someone to wrap up their workday. Um, you could also meditate or like do a quick uh, yoga or Pilates workout. And by quick, I don't mean fast paced, but like, uh, you know, five, 10 minute uh, workout videos and plenty of those on, uh, on the internet that would help you wind down, stretch out, and just feel more replenished and restored after the workday. Yeah. And maybe we can share some of our favorite ones in the show notes. You could just do another form of physical exercise. You could go for a run, you know, for 15, 20 minutes and come back home, taking a shower and just feeling that, you know, that part of the day is behind you and you are now doing other things. Um, I also really loved Sarah Maria's uh, tip that she shared with us uh, about doing something creative every day mm -hmm. uh, as, as a form of decompressing, uh, practicing mindfulness, taking your mind off, you know, scary or anxiety <laughs> producing things. Yeah. Uh, so maybe you want to spend the last 15, 20 minutes of your day sketching or drawing or painting or coloring. Uh, there were some really cool short tutorials online um, that would help you, you know, achieve your artistic goals and tons of great adult coloring books. I'm really into adult coloring books myself. So um, that that's a really uh, good way to decompress after work. You could go out for a walk and listen to some music or listen to your favorite podcast. And uh, one thing that I really like doing at the end of the workday is just um, leaving my office, going uh, into the living room, all the kitchen, putting some music on and just having like a little dance party with my kids because they've been 
wait, maybe waiting all day or for a couple of hours for me to finish working. And we get to have this fun time together and do some, something physical and fun and listen to the music. I like that. I think that the, all of those ideas are really helpful to just kind of make a transition. Mm-hmm. And I think that that might be the biggest, like the, the best tip we can give about delineating your workday from your personal time is to have sort of that moment where you can cross over from um, your work activities to, you know, maybe something less work-like, you know, like you said, writing in a journal or meditating or going for a run, something completely different. Yeah. Um, Movement or using your mind in a different way. I I like that a lot. I think that's helpful. But whatever you pick as your strategy for delineating your workday, you may need some reminders to make that a habit. You know, you can, like I said, the tip from Matt was to set up a reminder on your phone or your calendar to, you know, start wrapping up your day. But you could also list the steps in detail. Like you could have a certain ritual that you do at the end of the day where, um, let's say, you don't just set an alarm to, uh, say, wrap up your workday, but you set some kind of reminder to say, okay, time for this. And it's like in your schedule every day. Some people like to have a ritual like on paper or print it out and have it somewhere in front of their desk or something so they know, okay, I need to check off these boxes to like wrap up my workday for you. It might be, like you said, cleaning off your desk, your workspace, whatever those steps entail, um, sort of as a checklist until they become like an ingrained habit. And then, um, you know, there's also the idea of what I really enjoy, which is the workday shutdown ritual in the full focus planner. Um, There's a section of the planner that, you know, I think you and I, Veronica, have talked about in the past Mm -hmm. together that I really enjoy that, which is Essentially, it's that. It's writing down what your shutdown ritual is for your workday. So it could be, you know, answering a few quick emails, checking your task list for tomorrow, adding anything to it, cleaning off your desk, and um, shutting down your computer. It could be that simple, really. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. We actually got a couple of really good responses on Instagram when we asked, yeah, we asked this question this week. to our followers and we said um yeah what are your tips for separating your work time from your personal time sort of just to see like how people differentiate between the two like do they have a ritual and so one person said she she makes sure that she has set office hours and she absolutely does not answer clients outside of that schedule and i followed up with her and i said uh okay, but do you actually do any work outside of those hours? And she said, not unless I really want to. And so she said she tries not to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's easier said than done, but I think it's a really good thing to to think about. Like, okay, I don't actually have to be working right now. Is there something I must be doing or w- would like to be doing? And if not, it can wait, you know? Yeah. And then another person said that she closes her laptop intentionally and says, okay, it's done. And that's the moment that she says she stops thinking about work. Um, I would love to get to that point. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Cal Newport, who we've mentioned on our podcast before, um, he has a couple of really great books that we can link to. He um, is one of those people who says you should have some kind of um, something that you say at the end of the workday mm. to sort of draw this line and say, I think his is very simple. It's like, workday complete or something. It sounds a little robotic, so Uh it's not quite what I would choose, but something along the lines of, 
that's enough for today. Right. It's been a good day and I will start working again tomorrow or something like that. You know, there should be something um, that you can sort of differentiate because, uh, you know, we work from home. So it's not like we have a commute to drive home or, uh, you know, so I think that that's something to think about. Like what could you do when you shut down your computer or leave your home office or whatever and just say, okay, that's enough for today. And, and that's it. Um, so that's something that I think is, is worth considering. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it should be, um, it, it should work for you. Like it should be something that you enjoy doing that makes sense for you that would uh, not feel artificial or sort of, you know, you don't have to force yourself to do it, it comes uh, at least partially easily, you know. And it could be things that you otherwise don't have time for or struggle finding time for uh, during the day. So you could even pick a theme to not make it totally random. You know, of course, you should have a list of um, or at least uh, some some kind of ritual, as you mentioned. Um, but you could pick a theme for it, you know, a type of task to end your day. It could be marketing. Maybe you, you want to end your day by sending one email to a potential client or, or drafting um, sort of a pitch or an email. Maybe it's something um, admin related. Maybe it's bookkeeping, maybe it's software related and you just want to clean out some files or do something else uh, with your, with the tools that you're using. Maybe it's glossary related, uh, networking, you name it. You could just pick a theme and make it a routine to end your day with a quick task that follows that theme. Um, you can even spend some time writing out ideas, make a list of uh, some quick and simple tasks for each theme um, that you can use as a menu to choose from each day or set it in stone and just do it consistently every day. Um, uh, for me as well, visual reminders are extremely important. I know that um, especially these days with so many distractions and kids knocking on my door, <laughs> I would need several reminders. I would probably need a note uh, and some sort of image in front of me um, and an alarm or a calendar reminder. Um, so I, I love the idea of maybe creating a nice graphic for a workday shutdown ritual, like in a graphic uh, design tool like Canva, printing it out and maybe even just getting the family informed and on board. Yeah. I like the idea of having a visual reminder. I think that that's helpful for, for everyone to sort of have that in the beginning, especially until it becomes a habit, you know? Something else you might do is to just change something about your physical environment. So maybe you dim the lights at the end of your work day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everything just feels a little bit more calm and settled down. Yeah. Um, you could light a candle, you know, to say, okay, now it's time for, for personal time where I'm just you know, relaxed and such. Um, you could make yourself a cup of tea or if you like to drink coffee or drink some, you know, some water or something, just, you know, make, make a transition to say, okay, we're moving on from the workday. Mm -hmm. Some other options are things like, you know, other ways to relax, like aromatherapy or putting on some music. Um, like you said, doing some, you know, stretching exercise like yoga or Pilates going into another room for sure, I think is important, yeah. you know, making sure that you are sort of leaving that work behind. For mm -hmm. me, it's the fact that we can take our work anywhere that's often the problem. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking at work outside of working hours when I probably should just let it go. But that is something to, um, to really think about is like, I think sending your mind a signal with the change in environment is really helpful. 
Yeah, it's really important too, because um, there's there's a lot of other things that are stressful enough these days and to um, constantly catch yourself thinking about work or not being able to, um, you know, to stop for the day and just take some time off to rest and uh, recover uh, can be really damaging for our health too. That's true. Um, I love those tips. I actually uh, love candles. Um, I may have mentioned it before, but I should bring a candle into my office. I have um, an aromatherapy thing here too, and I love essential oils. I usually run it like when uh, when it's a cold season or it's allergy season, but I should do it uh, more often. And um, another idea uh, for ending your workday is to end it on a high note, uh, feeling accomplished or feeling like you're doing an act of kindness or something nice for others, reconnecting with other people, uh, which is sadly also something we often don't time don't find time for um, on a regular basis. Um, so you could do it sort of towards yourself. You could review the completed items on your list for today and just um, congratulate yourself, celebrate victories, whether they're big and small. Um, you could uh, maybe think about any nice feedback or praise that you have received lately from clients or colleagues. And if you haven't done it yet, save it in your kind words folder or in your wherever else you prefer to keep this, uh, uh, where you can find it easily and come back to it if you need a little pick me up. And that's another way to end the day on a high note. Um, or you could uh, do something nice for others. You could think of a colleague or a friend or a client that you would like to say thank you to and send them a quick email or a message um, or send a useful article or uh, if it's a colleague, maybe a link to the glossary that you found that would also be helpful for them. Um, you could leave a recommendation for a colleague on their LinkedIn page. That's something that's really quick to do and could be helpful for them. You could use the last few minutes of the day to do something like this or do a favor or help someone you don't even know. Like if you received an email from someone who is just starting out or a student or a graduate who is looking for advice, maybe send them some tips and um, do something nice for them. And that will uh, leave you feeling happy and um, like you did something nice for others. That's actually a really good idea. And I have an email in my inbox right now like that, that I need to answer. So maybe I'll do that at the end of today. Yeah. We hope that you have found this episode to have given you some new ideas on how to delineate your workday and shift from work to rest time. Uh, we'd love to know if you happen to give any of these tips a try, or if you've some smart habits that maybe you want to share on this particular topic, send us an email at hello at smarthabitsfortranslators.com or leave a comment on our website under the show notes for this episode. And now it's time for a smart habit check-in. Veronica, what habit are you working on right now? Um, it's water intake, sadly. Um, with everything going on and so many things um, changing and just happening on a daily basis that I feel like I had to take care of others more than um, take care of myself. So I noticed that I have been forgetting to drink enough water. And I just started feeling the effects, um, feeling sluggish, uh, my skin has changed, um, and so on. Trying to make it 
more of a routine or a new routine for myself. Now every night I uh, fill three water bottles and I leave one uh, by my bed, uh, one in the kitchen and one in my office. And that way it's there. I don't have to remember to go pick it up. It's already there ready. I may add some lemon to it or some mint or some strawberry um, and that makes the water tastier to drink. So I'm more inclined to reach for it throughout the day. Uh, What about you, Madalena? Oh, that sounds really yummy, actually. (laughs) Um, I have been working more on the habit of uh, weekly food prep and healthy meal planning. I mean, we kind of have always eaten fairly well, you know, in our household, we eat healthy, healthy foods, but taking a little time on the weekends um, to prep some foods ahead of time just makes it a lot easier during the week to make those healthy snacks and meals, the easy option rather than mm-hmm. just getting something quick, especially yeah. these days. I feel like we are all sick of cooking lately. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so <old. laughs> yes, it is. But you know, doing a little bit of that um, on the weekends has saved me a lot of time during the week because like I said before, I mean, I feel like I'm doing more work in fewer hours these days. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy to have some of that out of the way at the beginning of the week. And it doesn't have to take that much time. I don't yeah. do a ton of it. I just you know, make it a weekly weekend habit to do that. But we also wanted to share one of our new segments, which is Smart Habit Hacks. And this is where we share something that our listeners have shared with us recently about smart habits or tips and tricks that they found useful in their work or daily routines. So Veronica, what's the smart habit hack that we're sharing today? So after our episode on coping with quiet work periods, um, that was episode 17, uh, we have asked our Instagram followers to share their own smart habit hacks that they found uh, helpful during those times when work slows down or dries up. Um, And we have received many wonderful ideas. So here's some of them. First, take some time to relax and then use the time to work on your own business. Keep calm and remember that it will get better. Catch up on some reading, take a free course, uh, watch an interesting webinar, maybe attend an online conference, tackle some things on my to-do list, um, set a timer to complete some tasks, wake up early, start the day with a fun and energizing activity like exercising or dancing, and meditation. So I felt that these were all great ideas. We mentioned some of them in our um, episode, but I I love um, some others that were mentioned here by our listeners and Instagram followers. It shows that there's no uh, right or wrong way to sort of cope with that time. Um, It happens to everyone. Just have to uh, find something that works for you that takes your mind off of the uncertainty of it all and maybe not letting yourself go into despair, uh, but really uh, take some time to go inwards and work on yourself and your business and uh, just know that things will get better. Yes, definitely. I really like the idea of setting a timer to complete some tasks because, you know, we all have those, those tasks that we don't really feel like doing like cleaning out a drawer Mm -hmm. or, you know, those things that we're just like, Oh, I'd rather do that later. Uh, But I have heard this recently from somebody else that I, um, a friend of mine, and she said, just set a timer for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. and do whatever you can in those 20 minutes. And I tell you, you get a lot done. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you really can. And then you'll feel like, okay, I accomplished something that maybe um, didn't, you know, improve my business today, but I certainly feel better about the space around me. And it just can change your outlook on how things are going a little bit, you know, especially something like that. Like if you're cleaning out something or decluttering, it really can lift your mood a bit. So I think that these are good, great smart habit hacks that they shared mm-hmm. with us. Yeah. 
And that's it for this week's episode. We'll be sending our email subscribers a checklist of all the tips and strategies we mentioned today to delineate your workday. We'll be sending that out on June 9th, so if you'd like to receive it, please sign up for our emails on our website, smarthabitsfortranslators.com. If you'd like to be notified when our episodes are released, you can subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to it. And if you like our podcast, there are a couple of simple ways to support us. Uh, please share with your colleagues and friends who may also find it interesting and leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. This really only takes a minute and we have recorded a quick video tutorial to show you how to do it. We'll link to it in the show notes. Our next episode will be coming out on June 16th. It's an interview that we're very excited about. Our colleague, Corinne McKay, will talk about smart habits for creating professional partnerships. And we can't wait to share this episode with you. We'll talk to you then. We hope you enjoyed this episode and discovered a simple strategy that you can apply today at work or at home to help you achieve the lifestyle you desire. If you did, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a topic you want us to cover on this podcast, please record a quick voice message and email it to us at hello at smarthabitsfortranslators.com. If you like this episode, we'd love it if you would leave us a review and please share the podcast with other translators you know.